Welcome to My Fitness Journey, a fitness podcast where we highlight everyday people and their fitness journeys. And by doing so, we hope that we can get you to rethink what it means to be fit and to understand that this journey is a lifestyle change and not a quick fix system. Let's do it. All right, welcome to another episode of My Fitness Journey. Today we have my guy, Michael Pena. Michael, what's going on? How are you? Welcome to My Fitness Journey, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm doing awesome, blessed and highly favored. I love it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for blessing us with your presence because I've been wanting this for a while now. I think I uh, the second we launched season one, I'm like, man, like I got to get you on here. I I know I first I thought you were still local. <laughs> so I, I, I remember asking you like, hey, can you do the podcast? And then I found out you're in Cali. And then it was in the middle of the pandemic too. And I'm like, dang, am I still going to get him on? <laughs> Thanks for, uh, you know, for, you know, eventually following following through and uh, making it happen, man. Appreciate it. Of course. We make it happen, right? It's technology yes. nowadays. We don't got to send messages through pigeons and <laughs> notes, you know, we or, or put cans together and tie a string. We, uh, yep. we can do this. You know, so I'm grateful to be here for real. Awesome. And uh, you have such a unique story. Uh, I'm so inspired by you. And uh, and just even before your journey, your weight loss journey, your fitness journey, um, I was al- I was already inspired by you. And, I, and I, I'm not sure you even knew that, you know, because uh, like I, I've seen you dance and we'll talk about dance. And uh, we'll talk about, you know, our connection at Stonehill. Like, I, I'm, I'm an alumni at Stonehill. I'm an alumni, yeah, at Stonehill College. And um, and you you taught, well, you were an RD, a residence director at Stonehill for a few years. And so that was where we crossed paths. And um, I remember one, my, one of my favorite specific events, and the reason why you inspired me was, um, you know, I saw you dance in preparation for an event, a live event. And man, like I said, like my mouth just dropped. Like I was just like, man, I can't. Like, there is dancing. Like you know, people try to dance, whether you're white, black, or big or small. People try to dance, but like the way you moved said nothing about your weight. And that to me, I was just like, man, that's awesome. Like that is amazing. So that was my one of my first memories of you and like really what when I started becoming inspired by you and then when you went through you started going through your fitness journey and I and and I started watching that journey even more and I'm just like I was so inspired by your energy your dedication just the life that came into you as you progressed overall so it really does mean a lot to me that you're here tonight so thank you for sure and let me tell you when I was on that stage I mean I could move you know, what didn't move with me was my pants. And what a lot of people didn't know is that at that performance, my pants had ripped. No way! I ran off today. Ah! <laughs> Listen, the show must keep going. Oh, so yes, I gave does. the best 
damn show I could ever give. And I remember getting off that stage and telling Omar and Elizette, like, look, and they were not shocked because my pants were always ripping. Like they were used to it. So they were just like, Mm. <laughs> that is hilarious wow the things that you find out like after the fact <laughs> everybody who's a performer have a story like that <laughs> mm -hmm. that is awesome thanks for sharing that that's a great way to start the podcast how <laughs> i ripped my pants on the dance floor <laughs> that's awesome well hey let's get to let's get right into it by you know just like i said just introducing you to the platform and then and then really getting to know your story. Um, but my fitness journey is a podcast. It really is the way the way I describe it. It's, it's a storytelling platform um, because uh, we launched this. Like I said, this is season two. Uh, um, so welcome to season two. We are progressing. We're growing. <laughs> but it's uh, when we launched this. It was the intent was really to educate people on the, the the fitness journey and the idea of the fitness is it's a personalized approach it's not a quick fix system and it's not a one size fit all system like my journey is different than yours what it means to what fitness means to me is not going to be what fitness means to you and that's what people need to understand and realize and i think social media has done a great job at telling that story at understanding or getting people to really the vulnerability piece social media doesn't do too well at it the whys the in-betweens those days that people don't see the struggle right everybody would only see like the best of the best finished product the six pack ab like flex it in the mirror 24 7 that's all people see like to me if i'm watching that that doesn't do me any good like no thank you you know i appreciate your confidence but no i'm also not interested and i'm not learning anything from you you know, and so that's why I started this platform as an opportunity to give someone like yourself an opportunity to tell your story. So because someone is going to watch this and they're going to be inspired by it, they're going to say, I'm going through that. I've gone through it. Or when they're there, they'll say they'll listen back to your story and they'll say, man, I remember when Michael said this, you know, and that's exactly what I'm going through. And now they could use you out as a resource or as an inspiration to get through their journey and their demons. You know, so that's what this platform is about, and uh, and that's why we started it. So that being said, uh, it means a lot that once again that you're on here. But like, let's get to know you, man. Let's get to know who is Michael Pena and where are you from? What do you do? Yeah, so originally from Jamaica Plain, JP in Boston, six one seven till the day that I die. Yes, and um, I moved out to Connecticut for college. Um, Eastern Connecticut. Shout out to the Warriors. <laughs> um, shortly after, moved back to uh, Boston, where I worked at Stonehill as a residence director. Um, I lived in out of Malden for some time, and recently in August, I uh, I moved to Los Angeles, um, where I am continuing my career in with people and culture, um, and yeah just thriving you know i started off in in the higher education realm and mm -hmm. uh slowly but surely ended up in uh in hr and now working with people and cultures uh for a fintech company in silicon beach and living my wildest dreams <laughs> man 
I love it. I love it. Uh, and I and I and I envy you being in California right now. That's one of my favorite places just in the country to be. So um, hopefully someday I will come out and get to see you and enjoy the Cali weather again. Please, I know the hot spots. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it. No, and I really am looking forward to it. And uh, someday I hope to invest in a property in Cali. It gives me a reason to go back there more often than I do now. Oh yeah. For sure, get some. We'll get you some some people to train out here, so that way you, you come out here and show them what you're made out of. What us Boston people are made out of. Let's go! Yes, that's a perfect plan. Let's we got to set that up. Um, but yeah, so so why why Cali? I definitely want to. Uh, I want to go a little bit more into your background, family, um, and its influenced on your life. But but Cali, you could have also went to. I mean, if the if it's warmth, uh, you could have went anywhere in the world. Why California? Yeah, good question. And I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> um, I'm still figuring that out. I don't know what, what brought me here yet. Um, mm. You know, I the, what I do know is that in July, uh, I mean, at that point, we were in the pandemic and it was limited who could go outside. I was working two full-time jobs. I was working full-time during the day at MIT. And then I needed to step in um, in a part-time role that I was doing overnight at a domestic violence shelter and mm -hmm. do work full-time there too, because um, everyone else who worked there was a little bit uh, of more age and were very, you know, with coronavirus going on, it, it wasn't best for them to be coming into work. Mm -hmm. I was working from eight in the morning until four and then going home taking a nap going into my part-time uh, going into my second full-time job at 8 p.m wow. until 5 a.m in the morning Jeez. taking the train back to my day job and i was doing that consistently and so like my health was lacking things were going wow. on i was like i need something different and i also don't want to like start gaining weight and going back to where i was before so I came to visit for two weeks in July. I loved LA. And I said, I'm moving here August 1st. Wow. And I relentlessly made the move and um, with fear, but mm. I still came. That, that, first of all, that's brave, you know, because not, and when, it, especially when it comes to moving, and because so many people are so locked into, this their comfort zones like the small communities that they grew up in so that is very brave of you to to make that journey you know just almost get up and go and uh and explore and just like hope that you know it's what you hope to be it's funny that you're wearing a shirt right now that says hope on out I, I hope you what you know how loved you are ah oh. Well, that's awesome. What what an amazing message, man. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh yeah, no, that that's cool, man. And and it just so far has it been what you what you you expected it to be or like I guess do you see yourself staying there long term? Like what's what do you think, Ren? How are you feeling right now? I don't know. I don't know yet. There's 24 days in an hour, uh, 24 hours in a day, and I try to try to live within the means of those 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And so, for right now, I don't have a reason to go back. 
I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out here and I'm figuring things out. You know, I've moved a few times in the short times that I've been here. Mm-hmm. I, there was a point where I, I had applied to over a hundred jobs, a hundred cover wow. letters. I wow. stood outside of Nickelodeon Studios wow. for like four hours in the blistering heat, passing out my resume. Now, wow. who was I passing my resume to? Absolutely nobody. Nobody was walking <laughs> on the streets. It's COVID. I don't know what wow. I was thinking, but there was a piece of me that I was like, even if I can get like a maintenance person out here, I'm going to give them. I tried talking to a few people. And they were like, no, we just walk by here every day. But I tried. Like, it's been, wow. it's been struggles and, and figuring it out. But um, I, didn't, I didn't come here to run away. Like, I hmm. came here to go through what, what I'm meant to go through. And so I just want to hmm. make sure that I give that time. So good. What, so hungry. Like, Wow. What an amazing story of survival and and just just persistence, you know. Um, that's cool, man. Wow. And and here you are. So it seems like you're settled in a job that you seem to be. Are you happy where you are right now? Very happy. Very happy. As, especially in. I mean, it was almost it, eventually you just kind of slid right back into your career. Yeah. After a lot of prayer and a lot of fear, because you know, time was running out and I, I was very scared. I was Mm. very scared. It was to the point of tears. And, Mm. um, you know, I've, I've hit rock bottom before and I've been a lot of places. Um, but there's something when you're just trying so hard and things are not happening your way Mm -hmm. that you're like, what else do I need to do? Mm. But the blessing isn't always the way that I want it, or it's not packaged the way that I, that is going to look like for me. And, um, and you have to go through it. And that's probably something you'll hear a lot from me very often, because one of the biggest lessons I've learned is going through it. I'm somebody who likes to go over it. Right. Mm. But this is where, this is where the lesson is. Wow. Going through it. I like that. That's, uh, this is very different perspective and uh, great mindset too. You know, like the mindset of I'm not going to hide from it. I'm not going to go around it. I'm going to go through it. And that probably says a lot about your fitness journey and what's take, you know, what's brought you this far. You know, you're willing to really hit it kind of heads on. Like it's a fight. It's a journey. And you're willing to just go through that fight. That's amazing. I've had to. I've had to because... At 410 pounds, um, at 410 pounds, you're either going to die or do something. That's right. And so when you're faced with wow. the crossroads, you, you are forced to make a decision. There is no more skipping down the road. Mm-hmm. The street is blocked off and there's one way you can go or then there's the other way. And mm-hmm. so you have to, you have to, I had to make decisions. I don't, I want to talk about me, right? I have to make decisions. I had to mm-hmm. make decisions and I was brought to a crossroads where I've made some decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And it's clearly uh, paid off. The results are showing you're living your best life. Um, the one thing that you, you, you had during our kind of like a prep, um, like I always like to do, like just get to know people. You said something that really 
just, I thought it was such a powerful statement. You said, and I quoted you, in my element, in my body, whatever you put me or wherever you put me, you know, like, I'm going to be all right. And I know, like, there is a big God. That to me, like, man, that's such a powerful statement, you know, one, it's trusting God, right? But then two, like, I like how you put it too, in my element, in my body, because you're going through this new journey, almost like you're giving, you're, you've been given a second life, you know, kind of like you said, at 410, um, you could, you could go, you could pass at any second, you could get a heart attack, whatever comes with being at that weight, um, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, there's a change, there's a shift. Like, and now you have this whole life and that's what we were here to talk about. And I'm excited to dive deep into it, especially being at 410 pounds, you know, but like, let's take a step back a little bit because I, I'm always, this platform exists for the whys. Why, why, why? The why behind everything, the why, like what makes you wake up every day? What was your inspiration? What was the driving force? What was the catalyst? The why, why, why? So for you, you know, it, 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 I want to understand more like family dynamics, culture, family culture, food, right? Um, and so what, what is your nationality? How did that impact, you know, like your, your, your journey in the sense that, you know, what it did it did it impact or or did it contribute to the 410 pounds and if so like even family wise like how did they or did it even influence that for you yeah there's there there's a lot there's a lot um genetically i was prone to be uh an obese person uh obesity runs in my family very very deep my wow. father is from the dominican republic my mother is from guatemala i was born in jamaica plain and mm. um but i grew up in a latino culture you know in a very latino community um where i i built i built very unhealthy relationships with food when i celebrated we ate. When I was sad, I ate. When I was angry, I ate. And so my culture and the way that we, the, the way that I learned about what food was um, at a very early age was, was something that later on led for me to continue these unhealthy eating habits. Um, because I didn't, I didn't think about food as something that is meant to nourish my body. Mm -hmm. Um, food for me was all on top of the genetic piece of it, the family, um, you know, diabetes runs in my family. Um, there on top of the genetic component of it, then there, there was the cultural component of it that mm -hmm. we, I built these relationships around food. And then personally, I built another really outside of my culture personally um i was a very hurt kid growing up you know mm -hmm. i i faced a lot of identity crises and not knowing who i was um but to you i was always a sweet nice kid mm -hmm. um when i would go back i would eat 
and eat and eat because that's the way I would make myself feel good. Mm. So I was always in psychiatry. I was always the youngest one in the Weight Watchers program that was actually a paid member of Weight Watchers with with all of the the grandmas and me. I was everybody's love child. Like, you know, um, I I tried everything at a, such a young age because um, unfortunately the relationships I had built with food and my genetic, my genetic predisposition started me off a, 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 a wrong road. Now, let me just say this, that that was definitely the beginning we're talking about here. And I'm not looking to give away any responsibility because mm-hmm. today I own the responsibility of my health. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about very young, very age, what my relationships with food were. And those were influenced heavily by my genetic predisposition, Mm -hmm. by my family dynamics, culture, Mm -hmm. and because of the mental health stuff that I was going through and how I Mm -hmm. used food um, to to fix feelings. Wow. That is such such a weird place to be because you're... You're battling so many things that you cannot control, you know, especially you're young. Uh, now you have, you know, at some point you had control, you know, the older you got. But you first start off with, you know, like you said, genetically being prone to obesity. Um, and then the cultural piece, the family not helping parties and, you know, and parties means food celebration. Um, and then it also adds, what adds in is the insecurities and, you know, which impacts the mental health, um, and all at a very young age, like, man, what a card that you were dealt, huh? (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. I mean, they were my cards. They were my cards. Everyone gets dealt some cards, but those were my cards. And, um, and Yeah. That's, uh, it's crazy, but, uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm sure, I mean, it, it's now part of your story, you know, and, um, uh, and I'm all, I always, you're, you're a person, you're someone of faith and I believe God put us in different situations and walks of life for a reason, you know, um, and down, that's your story that many people will hear. And will be inspired by and you will become the light to so many people so um that's something that you can you know now look back at at, at and kind of and i imagine like you have more control but at the same time you're not really feeling so bad for yourself anymore <laughs> you know because i feel like when you're in that stage when you're going through that the emotional piece, you I'm sure there were so many times you were asking yourself, why me? Why me? And 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 that kind of goes back to the social media piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um when you when you look at the people with the six pack, you're like, Why couldn't that be me? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, why couldn't that be me? And it's I fantasized, um, I fantasized this life, like you know when you blow out your birthday candles, right? Mm-hmm. And you can, you're allowed to only make one wish only. And so you have to think about how important that one wish is for you. Ever since I can remember my wish was to lose weight and that I just wanted it so bad. Mm-hmm. I wanted it so bad. I just didn't have, I wasn't 
I didn't have the willingness yet. It didn't get hard enough yet mm. for me to say, I'm done, you hmm. know? Um, but I wanted it. I did. The, let's, let's talk about that then. Um, when you were done, when you were, when, when you finally got the will to fight, when was that? I guess, what was the shift when, I mean, and I'm sure you could probably, you could probably point out a specific time, a specific moment where you were like, enough is enough. When was that for you? That was about two years ago, or maybe a little bit over two years ago now that I started. I, I remember I was sick and tired of mm. feeling sick and tired. Sick and tired, yeah. I didn't, of feeling sick and tired. I didn't want to feel that way anymore. And mm. I remember I had a pizza and it was a Tuesday and I was like, I'm done. Mm. I, threw, I threw the pizza away. I went in my refrigerator. I wow. threw everything away. Wow. And I was like, I'm starting now. I wasn't, I wasn't going to wait until the weekend. I wasn't going to wait until Monday because I know what that looks like for me. I know I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then if one thing goes wrong during those days, then I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to start next week. It was, it was going to start then. I was sick and tired of feeling the way that I was feeling. Mm. And um, tears are coming to my eyes right now because um, that, that feeling isn't too far away from me, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I keep it very close to me because it remains, keeps me hungry, you know? It keeps me wanting more and to, like, not venture out too far from where I am right now. Mm -hmm. But I was tired. I would wake up in the mornings and, like, I would have to wait 15 minutes to feel my arm again, like to feel the blood going through. I could feel my skin like touching myself without, um, without me knowing that I was touching myself because I had sleep apnea. So all my weight was crushing down on me here. Wow. And so my blood wasn't going. So it was like, I'm going to die. I'm wow. going to die if I don't do something. And um, I just didn't want to live that way anymore. I wanted hmm. freedom. And, um, and I was willing to start then and there. So when my back was against the wall yes. and I was like, I'm making the choice right now. Wow. Um, I love that freedom. I wanted freedom. I did sick, sick of, you know, sick and tired of being sick and tired, like, and just wanting freedom. Right. Uh, I want to hear, I, I can't wait to hear more about that freedom, you know, and, uh, and the new life that you have. But just to kind of just acknowledge how much, how far you've come. 410 pounds. Um, how much do you weigh now? I weigh about 190 right now. Jeez, dude. I, I'm so amazed by that because we weight the same thing, bro. Like, what? And it's crazy because, like, I think about that image of you on the dance floor. You're probably at around, like, probably three-something at the time. And then you're 190 now. Like, that's... That's insane. Like, how do you think? Like, does that, like, do you wake up and you add, like, do you feel like new every day? Like, how does that, how, how is that experience for you? It's so cool, man. Like, I've been finding bones in my body that I'm, or like things that are pop, popping, like, like, 
there's a vein. Like your beautiful facial structure? <laughs> you know? Like, or like my, I have a vein that comes uh-huh. out here and I'm like, uh-oh, Whoa. I have to go to the hospital. Something's wrong. No. I'm like, something's <laughs> wrong. And then, or like, like I'll start seeing a muscle somewhere and I'm like, I I didn't know I wow. had one of those. Like I know you had them, but I didn't think I had them. So wow. it's it's like a brand That's new cool. it's like a brand new toy. <laughs> that is how uh, how often do you look at yourself in the mirror? <laughs> like damn, I look good. Like wow, I'm pretty. <laughs> I um. I try to stay humble. I try to stay humble. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? You deserve to just, you know, like to celebrate. You enjoy to, to, to live it up and embrace it. Like, yes, humility is key. But you know what, though? You deserve everything, <laughs> you know, and you work hard. So, like, it, like celebrate it, you know, and don't let anybody think otherwise because, like like you said, at some point, like it was life or death for you. And now you have a life and you just have to celebrate it and live it up. Yeah. I and I and I definitely I'll get some outfits sometimes and I'm like, man, I feel so good. And um and I lift my head up and I walk down the street, you know, and I'm like and I just feel good. Like, um, it just feels good to feel good in my body, you know. Yeah. Um and that's still a very new feeling for me. So, and I'm sure it's gonna be new for a while. You know, uh, I'm sure it's really gonna be because you're still going through that journey. You know, there are different phases of it. Um, so, I, I mean, I would love to one. I will continue to follow your story because I just enjoy seeing you in your new element. But also, uh, just to see where you are at in like a year or two. You know, who becomes Michael Pena at the time? Um, and it's it's cool. That's as a trainer, as an advocate for health and fitness, that's what I love to see, man. I just love to see people happy <laughs> and enjoying and living the life that God gave them, you know, and confident in it and embracing it. So that's one thing that's fun for me and just watching you. It's um it, it it's like you have this renewed opportunity, you know. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, like, it's not like we've hit the milestone, right? Like you and you know, this it's it's where I am right now. Um, is something that I didn't think was possible. Like, mm-hmm. tell me two years ago that I was going to be where I am now. And I would have been like, yeah, right. And I also didn't do it with the intention of getting here. I did it with the intention because I was done doing what I was doing. And I just did little goals of getting through every day, doing the best that I can. And days added up, you know? That's a good. Small goals, man. It takes you a long way. It takes you 200 pounds less. (laughs) And you're you're still going at it. You're still at it. That's awesome. I I love that. I'm so excited to see you know where you go from here. Is there is there an ultimate goal, or at this point you're just you're just gonna just go and be your best self? Like what's 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 the next step for you? Like do you have a specific goal weight or anything like that? No, no, I don't. I I've I've tried to step away from the scale because um, I'm that person that would weigh themselves every single day. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I've stepped away from the scale. Uh, and in terms of goals, it's just feeling, feeling. healthy, you know. Yes. And that's why I've been going more into like the intuitive eating type of thing because I just yeah. want to feel good. And yeah. and something that you had said before me um, about the end game because this is about like the long term. That's why this yeah. is a journey, not. Yeah. It's not a, a competition. It's not mm-hmm. like a you got here and then. That's it. It's a lot of things to work on because yeah. you're thinking about sustainability and long term. Like, yeah. I don't want this to be instant gratification because mm-hmm. I know instant gratification. Instant gratification is me going to eat that box of Twinkies <laughs> at the grocery store. You know what I mean? That's going to make me mm-hmm. feel good now. But that has never served me. And mm. so it's like more than like a goal of like hitting a milestone. It's more of like the con- the goal of the 24 hours, doing the best that I can and like loving myself. Like it, it's so the long term. Yes, that is so good. I love that. Uh, that's, that's what I advocate for every day that when I train people, that's the kind of goal that I, that I want them to have, right? The lifestyle change. Right. Like, because that's what's going to keep you moving every day. Like, that's what's going to keep you alive every day. It's this is a journey. Right. I'm living for the next 50 years, not just to flex in the mirror and look good on the beach. (laughs) You know, Um, uh, so good. I want to talk about something specifically that you mentioned in the past. Uh, So you lost 200 pounds and you did it strictly with hard work and dedication sweat literally <laughs> right literally sweat um but you said something that uh, that really kind of hit home for me and uh and I wanted to understand a little bit more of why uh why that means that's important to you you said you did it without surgery why is that specifically like important to you yeah um <clears throat> for me it's just important to say that because um, not because I don't think that bariatric surgery is is not helpful um, because I did it without surgery this time around and so I'll I'll add to our conversation before and say that in 2007 I was one of the first people, youngest people in Massachusetts to get the gastric bypass. Mm. I was about 18 years old. At that point, Mm. I was like 380 pounds. Mm. And um, it was before college. And I was one of six people that were like a part of like a guinea pig program. Mm -hmm. Guinea pig, I know. Um, Mm. and, and And I had the surgery and it didn't work out for me. Um, it didn't work out for me the way it was supposed to. Um, I ended up gaining the, um, the amount of weight that I lost. I had gained very quickly. Um, it, mentally, it didn't work for me as a tool. It didn't work for me. It could have been my age. It could have been that I was not responsible. It could have been a lot of things. It didn't work for me. That tool did not. This time around, um, getting up to 410 pounds and the, the, the body is a beautiful thing. The organs, the stomach that was cut to be like the size of a fist. 
the stomach can grow and expand all over again because it's Mm -hmm. an organ and it's that powerful. Mm -hmm. And mine did that with staples. Mm -hmm. Um, Once it gets that big, I don't receive the benefits or the tools of surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I got to 410 pounds and I relinquished, you know, whatever power I had over my weight at that time, one of the things I, I did look into in the beginning was to get surgery to like try to see if they could fix what they messed up or yada, yada, yada. And they said, no, they said, sorry, it would be too risky. Unfortunately, you got it done very, very early, so on and so forth. And um, the, the only way for me to lose weight was to the old fashioned way. So I, I lost the weight by building healthy eating habits by working out and introducing physical activity and by like enjoying the things that I was doing. Um, and, and surgery was not part of my story this time around. And I think that it's important for me to say that because um, while weight loss surgery for somebody who's w- ready to use that tool is amazing, mm-hmm. um, it is also possible for you to do this without surgery. And, um, and I just want to vocalize that, not to throw shade on anybody for their journey, but to mm-hmm. speak about my own journey and say that this time around, I had no surgery to, to mm-hmm. back me up, you know? Right, right, right. And there's so much, I mean, there's so much that comes with its own challenges, right? Because you think about the time that's required, the dedication, right? The nutrition, um, the mental game and all the things that I want to dive deep into uh, next, but just to uh, just to kind of continue the line of the physical journey, um, the how, right? How did you do it? What resources do you utilize? I know you started your fitness journey, which I actually didn't realize. You started it before you left to California. You were doing it here, and I think you lost what a hundred pounds before you actually left. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So how did you, how did you get a little over? Okay. So what was the starting point here? Like what kind of things were you doing? Um, and then when you went to Cali, what other resources were you utilizing to help you get to where you are? Yeah. So one thing that I had to do was um, I had to start going back to the hospital and start getting blood work taken out and make sure that whatever I was doing, that I was monitoring. So I had a, a little bit of a nutrition team that um, help guide my progress. I also have very low iron, so they always have to take mm-hmm. blood out of me anyway. So uh, so that gave me a lot of guidance to make sure that I had the vitamins and proteins that I needed. Um, then I said, all right, the first 100 pounds, I'm going to do just strictly cardio, what I know at the gym, um, and you know, integrate dancing in there, And then after that, I'm going to treat myself to a trainer um, because I don't know how to lift. Like I didn't learn those things. I I don't know what proper form is. And I'm I'm afraid of of lifting things the wrong way and hurting myself even more. So I, uh, I, I stuck to that. The first hundred pounds, little by little, they started shedding off. They started shedding off. I started eating differently. I've tried intermittent fasting. I tried Herbalife. I tried so many different things when it came to my eating. And I've learned little things from every single one. 
you know, the Herbalife didn't work out for me, but I learned about portion control because they give you those little boxes and, and that was great for that purpose. And, and then I, I intermittent fasting, I learned about calorie deficit. So I learned something along the way from all these things where then I felt a little bit more comfortable to, uh, to start thinking about eating differently and not so much on like a schedule or like here, this is what you have to eat. But I've been able to trust myself a little bit more in my decision making now, you know, while I was out there, I uh, I ended up getting two trainers, one mm-hmm. in the uh, Cambridge Sports Club and then one in Crunch Fitness, who I still am in contact with wow. because they were my first trainers. And um, they taught me, all right, this is what you this is a, a deadlift. This is a mm-hmm. uh, Romanian whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and I learned my foundation from them. And it was so important for me to learn from them because I was not taught that stuff as a kid. Mm-hmm. I and not to say that there's a school that you're supposed to go to or anything like that, or to put blame on anybody. I just didn't know that stuff. Yeah. Like, so when they taught me it, I was so willing to like, listen and learn because That's this good. is the information that is going to help change my life. You know? That's so good. So, so you had, so just kind of going back to the team, um, and the support you had around you. Um, you learned, you try, it was really tried and error. You tried some, a few things on the nutrition side of it that didn't necessarily work for you, but you learned. You know, you took a few things along the way and you learned a little bit more about just the disciplines and portion control and, and meal prepping and stuff, like you said. And then on the physical side is getting trainers who then learned you, you know, taught you the basics. Um, what to do, what not to do, and the equipment and stuff. Like then, then you moved to California. Um, I guess what what happened there? You know, uh, how did you get connected with where you are now? Um, yeah, and just overall, how is that going? And uh, I guess in terms of how much more weight have you lost since, like, in terms of the results, where are you now with that? Uh, so moving to California, I. I knew that I was going to be able to go outside and go on hikes. Mm. So when I first moved here, that's what I was doing. I was hiking every single day because uh, nothing was open yet. And um, I refused to lose, to start going backwards. Mm. Uh, I started hiking every single day, doing what I can. Um, I bought like a dumbbell and I did 5,000 billion things with that one dumbbell. Um, and then shortly after I found F45, which became my community. And Mm -hmm. it's basically 45 minute hit intervals. And you do a lot of like full body workouts. And, um, I don't have to actively think about this is arm day. This is leg day, like isolated workouts. They do all the thinking for me. I bring my mind, uh, I bring my body and they are the mind you know, and Mm -hmm. I appreciate that because um, all I had to do was show up and do the work. And so I've seen so many results from that. And I'm like, cut in all these places. And I'm like, why? Honestly, I'm I'm not even gonna lie. Sometimes I don't even know the workouts that I did to cause. Mm -hmm. But I'm so sometimes I'll go to the trainer and be like, do you you see this? Can we do more of whatever caused (laughs) this? Because I don't know. (laughs) Well, um, that's so funny. And, 
and it's not it's it's a it's a collective you know it's a you know it's a accumulation of different things <laughs> now and that's the beauty of a full body training you know um and it's circuit based exercises that's my style that's the 3g way um because the really when it comes to 3g system fitness um the target market being fitness for busy people and the 3G stands for go get in, get out. What I really did was I took my busy lifestyle and I commercialized it, you know? So, so there's so much, there's a lot of intentionality behind it. Um, and, and just the style is understanding that I don't have that much time to spend in the gym. So I'm going to be very, very intentional about the, the 20 minutes, a half an hour, the 45 minutes that I'm in the gym for. And it's not and, and focus on the how, the what I'm doing when I'm in there and the intensity level, the intentionality behind it, right? Going in with a plan and executing that plan and being consistent with it. So I I, I, I love and appreciate that style of training. Um and uh and it it shows results. It really does. And and you're experiencing it. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. And it's like in, in those forty five minutes, it's intense. But you leave there and you're like, wow, I feel like, I feel amazing. I feel like mm-hmm. I just did, you know, the other day I was doing uh, like a hamstring workout. <laughs> I'm like, how do they expect us to walk home after this? Like, <laughs> how do they, you know, <laughs> like, but I felt so good after. I'm like, That's oh great. man, like this feels awesome. Yeah. That is great. <laughs> the whole point is for you to not walk home after. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Ah! Uh that's fun. Yeah, crawling home, right? Uh no, that's cool, man. I'm so happy for you. Um and you're you're putting in the work. I see you. I see you on Instagram and I, like I said, I keep keep recording, man, because I love watching your journey. I'm sure there's so many people who are a uh, bus and speaking of too, like do you I guess you know, in terms of inspirations and uh, influences, like what kind of stories do you get? I'm sure, do people ever reach out to you and say, hey, like, thank you. Like, you know, do you get those kind of experiences, the stories? I do, I do. And it's, it, oh man, it, I, it's it's why I my content is what my content is. I, mm-hmm. I have this one 16 year old boy that uh, follows me on TikTok and, mm-hmm. Um, he, he, I, there was one video in specific that I like got a few million, like it, it viral or whatever the young kids call it nowadays. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and, and, um, I try, I message everybody that messages me and takes the time to see me. And I, um, reached uh, he reached out to me and said like how much it mattered to him and that he was just starting a journey and that was like months and months ago and at this point he's 84 pounds down and him and I we stay in contact all the time when he's struggling wow. he hits me up and um wow and I try to like give him motivation and people have been trying to ask me like hey can you be my coach, can you do this wow. and third? And I'm not a professionally trained person. Right. I'm not that, you know. Um, and and what I have, and I told you this before, what I have, the knowledge yeah. was so freely given to me that mm. I refuse to. I refuse to get paid to be somebody's like life coach. Or, 
what I can give you, I will give you freely because somebody Amen. loved me enough to give me yes. that information, you know? And so like this 16 year old boy, um, it's, it's just so cool that, uh, that people have taken the time to just notice that in my story, they seen themselves and that they can do it too. Mm. That's so good, man. That's so inspiring. I, I I knew I knew it. You had to have people reaching out to you, and uh, thanks for telling that story specifically, man. And and it's the the crazy thing is this is just the beginning, you know. It, the story is still being told. You're still on that journey, and uh and it's just getting started. So I hope you're ready to walk and embrace that calling. That God is just walking you into that that of a of a coach of a life coach and uh, a, a you know potential speaker or whatever it is someone who's gonna be a light to so many people. I, I hope you're ready to embrace that and uh, and walk into that role. Take it a day at a time. If, if if that's what's meant for me, then it's what's meant for me, and I will embrace it with open arms that's exactly what's gonna happen and i'm calling it right now <laughs> i'm ready for it to happen but um so let's get into the two main topics i want to talk about before we wrap up your relationship with food you mentioned it a few times you started off when you were very young um emotional eating right like everything whether you're sad you're happy you're celebrating, you're excited, everything always went back to food. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? And um, where are you now in terms of the disciplines, the control? Like, where would you say you're at now? Yeah, I think it's, very, it's important for me to say that for me, food for years, mm -hmm. I would fix a feeling with a feeling. Mm -hmm. Right. I would want to fix a feeling with a feeling when I would eat. I would eat because I was happy, because I was sad, because I was angry, because I was busy, because I was bored. And so because I was feeling those feelings, I would eat to feel better about mm -hmm. like wanting that instant gratification. And so my relationship with food was always one that was tied in with my feelings. Mm. and um and wanting to feel better about like the world around me about the world inside of me um i think that came to a crossroads at some point when i said like i have to start living differently and understanding my emotions my feelings working on that pained person in here um that is looking for instant gratification all the time. Mm -hmm. And that I've been in psychiatry through a psychologist and psychiatry since I was a young kid, but really mm -hmm. tapping into what is going on in here that is making me have to go to food to feel better. Um, and that's hard. In the beginning, I remember I wanted to order, I think it was pizza again, and I didn't let myself do it, but I cried. Mm. I cried. Like I was sobbing. Um, and a lot of people may think that that's weird or that that's like, why would you cry over pizza? But it was because <laughs> I was breaking up. I was breaking mm. up with food, you know. Wow. And um, wow. when you have been through so much in your life and food is seemingly what's been there for you. Hmm. You're, you're breaking up with that. And, um, wow. and so I had to stop 
trying to fix my feelings with another feeling. Yeah. And that's been a lot of the work that I've been doing now, the long time work, the inside work that has allowed for like the outside transformation. And, and today I continue every single day that I wake up, I have to actively make a decision to continue working on myself. You saw how quickly I can get emotional about like what was it before, because if I allow myself, if I continuously make decisions to, to not live a healthy life mm-hmm. or to make good decisions, I'm so easy to going back there, throwing it all in the towel and going to a mm-hmm. life that I'm very familiar with. Wow. I'm very familiar with eating and ruining and, and eating and fixing my feelings because it's easy, it's convenient, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it helps me feel better about things. I, I, I know how to go back to that life so fast, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. Today, I have built like behaviors and systems where I'm free from that. I'm free from my own self. Like I'm free from that food, that like that life that I had mm-hmm. to have more, have more, have more. I don't want to mm-hmm. live like that no more. I make a decision every day to live a life that I want to live today. And yeah. That's so good, man. The freedom, huh? The freedom, freedom and, and just kind of like you said, living the life that you want to live today. Very inspiring. It's really the best way to put it. Very, very inspiring. Um, just the idea of like just giving a new life, man. And I just always go back, go back to just how much your story is going to impact and save so many people's lives. That 16 year old kid is just one of so many people that are going to be impacted by your journey, especially when in the context of emotional eating. There's so many people who can relate to your story, man. And I'm sure you know that. And those are the people that are watching the Instagram and the Facebook and seeing the six packs, you know, like, and being like, damn, man, where is somebody that I can relate with? You know, I, I, I talked, I talked to you about this, right? Like, mm-hmm. like this right here, this isn't like, it's not a six pack and it's not like a huge peck, right? Or whatever, or uh, wait, a peck is here, whatever, a bicep, you know, this is, <laughs> this is skin that's left behind from the wreckage of my past, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I, I look to put pictures of things like this to be like, this mm-hmm. is what a real human looks like after mm-hmm. they've mm-hmm. put their body through so much mm-hmm. and now is on a journey of getting better. Mm-hmm. And I put this on camera and I put this because like, I want people to see that this is a real human going through mm-hmm. real experiences and I'm no better or I'm no worse than mm-hmm. you. Like mm-hmm. I am you. I am, I've been there, Mm -hmm. I am there, and I actively have to make a decision every day to not stay there. And like, so I hope that whoever is looking at those six packs and those, I hope that they're able to continue to tune into to your podcast and to, you know, to your channel to see other people that are real human beings that are doing it and to see that they can do it too. Like they can do it too. And it's never too far away from them. Like all you have to do is give yourself a shot, give yourself a shot. And if it didn't work out today, then we have to, and you wake up tomorrow with air in your lungs and we have a blessing to try again. Mm. and again and again Mm. and keep pushing 
you know, try something different and just keep pushing and eventually it clicks. And that's what you're experiencing right now. That is so good. And you talk about your, the, the, the excess skin, right? Um, which is your past. It reminds you of who you once were and you still, a piece of you literally is still there. That piece of you. And it's a reminder every day. And, uh, and it's, that's so profound, man. And, and and I guess that transition is perfect uh, transition to my next question about really the next steps for you. So you, you I know you don't have a tangible goal like a, I want to be at like 175 or 85, right? Or for you, it's really more so about the feeling, the long term, like the the lifestyle piece of it, right? But then, you know, in terms of the excess skin, like the the next step, like... What's, what does that look like? What does the future look like for you in terms of your journey? And it doesn't, and even beyond that, if you decide to ever get surgery, even beyond that, like, and that might be even thinking too far ahead, but I guess, what are some thoughts so far? What do you envision yourself? Physically, I, um, physically in terms of my body and with the excess skin is, um, I, I would love to down the road, um, get it surgically removed mm -hmm. um it is a considered a cosmetic surgery mm -hmm. and so it's it's expensive um mm -hmm. and i have it here i have it here i have it like here um mm -hmm. from like from my chest i have it in, my, in between my legs and so it, it's about four different surgeries that need to happen mm -hmm. in order from for from uh, me to reconstruct my body wow. and so it, w it would be nice to get that i i also think that i need to sit in this body hmm. that i've worked on for a little bit because wow. i'm still working through loving myself the way mm. that i am and i don't think that i will be able to appreciate wow. a new body without loving yeah. everything that this body has done for me already Wow. Like this body has carried me through 410 pounds. And, and like when we talk about where we're going and really going through it, I need to give myself the opportunity to go through it because like I mentioned, I like instant gratification. I'm an mm -hmm. addict. I'm a food addict. I'm a addict addict. I like instant gratification. And that comes mm -hmm. with addiction, right? Is, mm -hmm. is that I need to love myself and do mm -hmm. the work. Like I said before, inside, Mm -hmm. The transformation outside will happen, but the mm -hmm. transformation inside is really what's going to maintain. So for right now, I'm staying put and mm -hmm. hopefully down the road, I'll have the opportunity to get my skin cut and see what happens mm -hmm. with that. But I'm staying put and I'm loving myself. I look at, I have a full length mirror right over there where I, mm -hmm. where I try and love like those pieces and those areas of myself. And yeah. So amazing, man. Uh, and there's so much, that's such an important thing, embracing that body, right? And really loving that body. And it's almost like a preparation for the next steps, the next stages, really embracing and loving yourself in order for you to love the next person. That's so important. Um, and it takes so much maturity to realize that because so many people will rather just exit early, close out early, right? Like get a taste of that success and they're gone, like peace. But then it always comes back and bite you in the behind when you leave too soon, like a recovery addict or going through the, 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 the process of recovery 
in in recovery, we have a saying that says, "Don't leave before the miracle happens." That's that's this is that I'm staying put because uh-huh. the miracle will happen, and who knows how it will come to me. Mm. But this understanding that I'm right where I'm supposed to be right now. Yeah, let's go. Don't leave before the miracle happens. That's I think that's a great way to stop. That's that's a great place to end. <laughs> you know, I'm not even gonna say anything else. That's just mic drop. We're done. <laughs> Don't leave before the miracle happened. That is such a profound lesson that can be applied in so many aspects of life. Not just fitness, not just nutrition, but in life, career, character. And and uh, I know uh, there's a stigma for with millennials. We tend to run when things get hard, right? And uh and that statement says it all. Don't leave before the miracle happens. So thank you for sharing that profound word. And, and to end this, uh, I'm so grateful for your journey and your story and giving me the time to uh, and the opportunity to tell your story. I cannot wait for this to be released uh, because so many people need to hear your story um, and so many people will hear your story. I know that for a fact. So thank you for being vulnerable and thank you for the willingness to just be the light for others. And that's really what you are. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me. And I mean, congratulations on season two. Yes, sir. Um, but continue, continue doing this because yeah. um, if I will say anything, it's, um, it's voices like yours that I needed to hear when I thought I couldn't do it. When I thought that it wasn't attainable to me, when I mm-hmm. thought it was so far away from me, when I thought I couldn't do a box jump, it was my trainer that spoke louder than the voices in my head. Mm. So keep doing what you're doing because awesome. um, while I'm the one doing the work, we need we need the people like you that are that are our cheerleaders um, yes. and just helping us get through the things that we don't know. <laughs> yes, that's so good, and that's that's what I love to do, and that's why I'm here. Awesome, thank you, bro. All right, sir, this has been fun. And uh, I cannot wait for it to come out. And uh, I will be in touch. I'll give you all the details. And uh, and looking forward to uh, to releasing your story because it's gonna be uh, an amazing one. So thank you. For sure, brother. Thank you for having me. Awesome. All right, sir. Have a good one. Peace. Take care. Gotta get it in. Let's bounce, let's bounce, let's bounce, let's bounce.